Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the College Gridiron Showcase Watch List Show presented by NFLDraftBible.com. It's June 9th, 2016. One week ago, one week ago today, the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase Watch List was released. Uh, last week we went over the quarterbacks that are on the list. And, of course, this afternoon we'll be going over the running backs that are on the list, uh, the watch list of 400-plus prospects. Of course, I am your host, Chris Shanafelt. The College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium kicks off January 7th. It goes on through January 11th in Bedford, Texas. You can log on to cgsallstar.com for the entire watch list of 400-plus players. For more updates on the College Gridiron Showcase and NFL Draft, visit nfldraftsbible.com. You can go to nucgold.com to subscribe. Uh, be sure to follow on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, at CGS All-Star. And, uh, of course, for more information on the 2016 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, please contact the co-founders of the game, Craig Red, who, of course, we spoke to uh, last week, and uh, Jose Jefferson. Um, and uh, with that said, it's a pleasure to welcome onto the show uh, one of the co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, he is Jose Jefferson. And, Jose, we appreciate you taking a moment out of your day to chat. Uh, I understand that you and Craig recently visited the Bedford and Dallas, Texas area in preparation for the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase. How was the visit, and is there any new uh, developments? It was hot. <laughs> it, was about, uh, it was about 96 degrees when we were there, and uh, – it was so hot, I thought the devil was sitting in the corner, you know, but uh, it, was a, it was a good deal. Um, we, we had some great meetings with some potential sponsors and, and partnerships, opportunities, um, some financial institutions, some dealerships, uh, health institutions that were very much on board and excited about what we were going to bring to Bedford. We also had a great meeting with uh, the mayor of Bedford, uh, the school superintendent, the school's athletic director, the special events coordinator for the city, and the marketing director for the HEB school district as well. So um, they're behind us 100%. They want us to stay there. So they're making special concessions for, for us to, to be there in terms of basically let, having us letting them know what it is that we need, and they will do their best to make it happen. But they are very, very excited for the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase. Yeah, that, that's awesome news. And, of course, last week the watch list was dropped, cgsallstar.com. People could view the watch list, again, of 400-plus prospects. Uh, and then you guys recently just spent a week there in the Bedford and Dallas, Texas area. Uh, any other updates we should be made aware of before we let you go, Jose? Um, just that, um, you know, we're, we're working on some partnerships, and, and those will be – uh, coming out uh, very soon once, you know, the, the uh, papers are signed, the uh, I's are dotted and T's across. Um, we'll continue to add to the watch list um, as time goes on. And um, we're honestly, it, it's, it's better um, so much further out that, that we're getting things done. Uh, we added um, the board of advisors and the bowl committee, uh, which you guys could probably talk about, especially Rick and, can kind of update on that as well, but just things are happening, and um, as uh, 
we coined a coined a phrase in Bedford with the big B, uh, bigger, better, and badder. So we're 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 very excited for 2017. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, Jose, thanks for taking some time this morning. No problem. We'll talk soon, fellas. Once again, that was the co-founder of the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, fresh off of a week down in Bedford, Texas. And uh, it is now a pleasure to welcome onto the show uh, to discuss the running backs on the 2017 CGS watch list, Rick Saratella and Joe Everett of NFL Draft Bible. But before we do that, Rick, I understand that uh, you were recently at the newer, uh, New Jersey Satellite Camp uh, there in New Jersey yesterday. Uh, coaches, of, uh, including uh, Jim Harbaugh and Urban Meyer, were among uh, those in attendance, of course, some great athletes as well. Um, tell us about that really quick and uh, what we have cooking on the website. Yeah, well, it was good to hear from Jose. Bigger, better, better. And I'll throw another one in there. It's going to be a bonanza NFL draft extravaganza. Uh, nonstop, can't stop, won't stop. Looking forward to it. It's exciting to hear the news. Uh, we're, we're about six months away. So uh, all of us will be down there uh, analyzing these NFL draft prospects. And, Chris, I don't know if you saw the news, and I know this is a running back show, but you are in Chicago, you are the Bears fan, and you are Williams. a fan of Dalen Williams, our Dartmouth quarterback. So uh, <laughs> finding a little home uh, in your neck of the woods. But, uh, yeah, we, we were, you know, all over New Jersey yesterday, uh, Miami Mike and our producer Sam were over at the Rutgers uh, satellite camp in, in, at Fairleigh Dickerson University in Madison, New Jersey. Of course, Urban Meyer of Ohio State, Matt Rule of Temple joined forces there. And that's because they were protecting It's turf wars here in New Jersey where, you know, Jim Harbaugh uh, came over to uh, Paramus Catholic where he's got, you know, uh, Rashawn Gary and Jabril Peppers each of the last two years out of Paramus Catholic, and he came in with about, oh, I don't know, maybe 100 coaches from 70 schools across the country. It was really unique. You're talking about nearly 2,000 kids between the two camps combined, and we were just uh, all over the place. We got interviews with everybody there, and we'll have that up on the website. But just really a historical day here in New Jersey with this new satellite camp. It seems to be the new trend, and whether or not this will continue and we'll see this again next year or, or the NCAA will uh, implement rules and regulations remains to be seen, but we'll have all that good stuff coming up on the website. Of course, you can get the Cod Gridiron Showcase watch list on the website or on the cgsallstar.com website. And we've been unveiling our positional rankings on the uh, nfldraftbible.com regardless of draft class. So if you want to get a feel for where the underclassmen are, I know Joe's been, uh, huge, 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 and helping us put this together with, uh, you know, sophomores, the juniors, even a few freshmen popping up here and there. So, uh, yeah, bigger, better, better, exciting times, and a bonanza NFL draft extravaganza. Looking forward to talking some running backs and unveiling those names. And let's do that right now. We'll take a look at the running backs on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. And in Group 1, we have Tarion Fulston, the Notre Dame running back, of course, uh, suffered a season-ending knee injury last year. Uh, and then we also have Elijah McGuire, Louisiana Lafayette, Corey Clement, Wisconsin, Jihad Thompson, 
Jahad Thomas, excuse me, from Temple. Kareem Hunt, Toledo, we got the MAC represented in Group 1. Uh, I know Joe loves that. Uh, Taquan Mizell, Virginia. James Conner, Pittsburgh. Uh, Thomas Tyner, Oregon. Shock Linwood, Baylor. And Davion Smith from Michigan, the University of Michigan. Uh, Joe, we'll go to you first. Any running backs uh, that we just named in, in those uh, in Group 1, the first 10 running backs on that list, any, any of those guys you, you like uh, seeing selected in, you know, maybe day one, day two of the draft? I know it's uh, extremely early right now, but a lot of talent there in group one. Hey, it, it is early, but at the draft five, we get the head start and jump start your, your experience. Mm-hmm. No one gets it before we do. So uh, it's good to be on with you guys. Uh, and it is also tough to put a stamp uh, as far as where these guys are going to be drafted with uh, the underclassmen to this position group look to be sick with Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Hurd. We could go on ad nauseum. So uh, how many of them declare who gets added? But I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm a big believer in his game. And as you mentioned, Christian, losing him week one, all Notre Dame fans are pretty crushed, especially after we lost Greg Bryant. But um, I still think he's got the upside in him were it not for that torn ACL, I think he would have had a huge season for Notre Dame and would have declared early and been in this draft class. So I think if all goes well, which, hey, you know, Notre Dame's still got a lot of skill on offense. They're going to run the ball. Uh, I believe Folston's poised for a big year. And also Corey Clement, man, this kid, uh, both of these kids really bit by the injury bug. Uh, He missed eight games with that sports hernia. Uh, another guy I believe could have been in this draft class. You could throw James Conner. All the things that went wrong with him, he could have been in this last draft class. So we wouldn't even been talking to those guys. So I got to look at all three of those first. And uh, Corey Clement, you know, just hard luck case. Went to Munich, Germany to get surgery on that hernia and came back, toughed it out, showed up in the bowl game. And for a big kid, he is awful shifty. Uh, I'm a big fan of his game, and you know Wisconsin wants to run the ball. So big year, I got to think, heading up. It's a crowded backfield with the Ognaya and then that uh, Taiwan deal from the Baltimore area. But uh, still, you got to think Corey Clement, big year of him. And then Terry and Folsom, I'm going to put it out there, man. He's going to, he reminds me of a poor man's Frank Gore. And, and maybe he could duplicate that, come back from the injury and uh, be a great NFL back. Cause I know it's in him. Uh, there's just such great vision. And for his size, uh, he runs so much bigger than what he's listed. No, no doubt about that. And uh, I think uh, Notre Dame, it's safe to say, I mean, that that entire squad was just hit by the injury bug last season. It'll be interesting to see how Folston bounces back this season coming off of that knee injury. And, and Rick, what about you? I mean, is there any running back on this list that uh, really excites you or, or really did excite you when you dove into their film? Yeah, well, actually, the guy that got, got me excited when I saw him in person was Jihad Thomas from Temple. And, you know, uh, we don't get a chance to discuss too many All-American conference uh, players, but uh, Jihad Thomas is one of those prospects coming out of Camden, New Jersey, uh, along with P.J. Walker, his quarterback. Uh, They were actually a a tag team. Rutgers didn't want him. Uh, They went to Temple, and the rest is history. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy, when you take a look at his running style, uh, reminiscence of a little bit of Thurman Thomas and his running ability, not his pass-catching ability. We all know Thurman was as good as it gets with with receiving the ball. But, you know, a little bit of Thurman Thomas, the way he runs 
between the tackles, the patience is really what gets me. You don't see too many running backs at the collegiate level with the patience and the vision of a Jihad Thomas. And when I saw him, it was actually against that Memphis uh, team led by Paxton Lynch. And, you know, Thomas battled a, a bruised ankle. I think he was, you know, nursing a sore knee. He was all banged up. <clears throat> While he wasn't able to carry the entire workload that game, uh, he showed a lot of guts, in, in my opinion, and what he was able to do. And here's a guy, I mean, quite honestly, not a lot of wear and tear. Uh, last year was his first year as a starter, had 276 carries, uh, and only 80 carries the two seasons before that, but 17 touchdowns on the ground, and, and uh, I really look for him to kind of take the next step, elevate his game, and uh, I don't think he has a chance of being a high draft pick. I think Jihad Thomas of Temple is going to be one of those day three guys that kind of stays under the radar throughout the draft process, but the NFL scouts that go to uh, the all-star game circuit and the pro day circuit will, will know that Jihad Thomas is the real deal. And he's from one of the roughest neighborhoods in the world. So uh, I, I, I am definitely a big believer and will bet on Jihad Thomas. All right. And a quick final thought from me here. I think it goes without saying, but I, I think you could find the, the biggest Notre Dame fan, the, the biggest, Penn State fan, and I think they're even going to be pulling for uh, one of the running backs on this list, and that's James Conner, who, of course, battled cancer just uh, a couple weeks ago, announced that he was cancer-free, and uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing how he's going to be bouncing back. As Joe mentioned, I mean, uh, if everything – uh, didn't go his way this uh, this coming uh, th- this past season. I mean, th- there was a chance that he may have uh, entered the N- uh, the 2016 NFL draft and would be suiting up for a team as we speak. Uh, coming back for that senior season, uh, bigger, better, and stronger, uh, which has kind of been the uh, the memo for today's show. It seems like. And uh, with that said, let's take a look at Group Two of the running backs on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. We have Justin Davis from USC. Javon Robinson, Auburn, Danelle Pumphrey, San Diego State, Greg Ward Jr., Houston, Rochelle Shell, uh, West, West Virginia, Joel Bagno, Northern Illinois, another Mac guy right there for you, Joe, um, Justin Thomas, Georgia Tech, Chris Carson, Oklahoma State, Trey Edmonds, Virginia Tech, and to wrap out uh, Group 2, we have uh, D'Angelo Henderson from the FCS Coastal Carolina. Joe, uh, who, who are a couple of your favorite uh, running backs in Group 2 here? Uh, the, the top two for me, uh, the Justin Davis and uh, Javon Robinson. I start with Robinson. The kid is just – he's a big 230-type back. And I hate to go throw out the comparison again, but speaking of Auburn backs, he just kind of looks like Ronnie Brown out there with this darting quickness for the – huge size he has he he just explodes to that hole he doesn't do a great job of setting up his moves right now I don't think he has a lot of moves but uh, the Juco kid former number one uh, junior college prospect last year he backed up all that hype Uh, he's got a long way to go in pass blocking Uh, they do not use him in the receiving game but uh, I just think raw skills uh, raw athleticism there's a lot to like about Robinson and I think that's why the other Auburn back uh, out of nowhere declared the Peyton Barber kid. And, you know, it's just he knew he wasn't going to get carries with Robinson. Auburn keeps bringing in other backs. So I'm expecting a big year of Robinson. And then Justin Davis, um, worth mentioning, he's a, a solid back. It's just he's in that share carry with the super soft Ronald Jones. Um, 
He's more complete, though. I think he's more of an accomplished pass catcher. He's operated in a more traditional offensive set. The, you know, the pro-style terminology they use at USC, uh, he isn't super explosive, doesn't have that third gear or anything. But in this USC offense, there's a ton of beef on that offensive line. Without Cody Kessler, they're going to pound that rock at the Trojans' ball, and uh, he's going to be that closer. He's going to be a short yardage. He's going to be the red zone. Uh, it's I think big year for Justin Davis. He's going to make a lot of hay. And, yeah, you know I've got much love for Joel Vonio, those Mac guys. Uh, this kid's a real workhorse. Just turned it on this last year and uh, uh, hoping for a, another big year that, that Northern Illinois loves to pound the rock as well. So he's uh, it should be another double-digit touchdown season for him. And, yeah, he's going to be at some all-star event, hopefully at the CGS. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, obviously, one of the top uh, top players in all of the MAC, certainly one of the top running backs in the MAC. Um, and now, Rick. I mean, I mentioned Greg Ward Jr. And there may be some people listening to this show, and they may not even be aware that he's making this transition to uh, running back, uh, being a quarterback. Um, how, exactly, how hard is it for a guy like Greg Ward Jr. to to make this transition from quarterback to running back? I mean, one of the first names that come to my mind is Denard Robinson quarterback at Michigan, now running back uh, in the NFL. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I got to think this is uh, this is going to be a totally different mindset for uh, Greg Ward Jr., a, a big task that he's going to have to uh, tackle on here. Yeah, I mean, you know, he'll be, he'll be making that transition at the next level, you know, trying to go from a quarterback to a running back. And it, it's, it's always an interesting case study because I think every player is different. And we've seen so many guys attempt to do this in the past, some for good, some for not. But, uh, you know, as you mentioned, a couple guys that come to mind, Denard Robinson in Jacksonville kind of has struggled. Maybe the injuries have hindered him, but you saw Jacksonville go out and sign Chris Ivory. They drafted T.J. Yeldon. So, uh, you know, Shoelace really never broke through and, and elevated his game to that next level, whereas a guy like Julian Edelman, you know, it feels like he made the transition seamlessly. I think it took a year or two still early on in his career to adjust, but he's gone on and become a great receiver, you know, coming out of Kent State. And, um, you know, you, you think Michael Robinson. Other, yeah, Michael Robinson is a great example uh, from the Seattle Seahawks coming out of Penn State. Matt Jones, we all remember Snowflake. Uh, <laughs> coming out and, and uh, you know running a, an amazing forty-yard dash, being selected in the first round, and we we uh, know where his career went after that. But uh, you know, listen, I watch Greg Ward Jr. and I see a guy who should be playing running back. I mean, uh, another one of these AAC guys. We talked about Jahad Thomas and what Greg Ward did to Temple, and then again, in the AAC championship against Memphis, was shred those defenses. I mean, uh, I, I was very excited about the Temple season, and then they ran into uh, the, the Houston team that just steamrolled over them and uh, were unable to contain Greg Ward Jr., to be quite honest. And he's most dangerous when he tucks and runs, and he did it again. Uh, and I think they went on and, and beat Memphis as well, if I uh, remember correctly. But uh, bottom line is this. I think he has as good a chance as, you know, any player in, in recent memory to make that transition. Now, you know, Braxton Miller was a different case this past year. 
where he actually got a whole season to transition to wide receiver and make that adjustment. I think, you know, he probably uh, extended his career uh, 10 years by, by making that move. So I think it's going to work out for Braxton Miller, but of course that remains to be seen. And I think every one of these situations where you take a college quarterback and transition him to another position at the next level, you got to remember it might be a position that he's never played before or a position he hasn't played in four or five years since high school. So there's always going to be an adjustment period. But uh, again, I mean, I I find it hard to believe that Greg Ward won't make this transition. He seems to be uh, a bright kid and a talented runner. And uh, that'll be definitely one of the more noteworthy storylines during the whole NFL draft process. And, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what all-star game he does land in and uh, if indeed he does participate in the all-star game as a running back. We shall uh, all find that out in about six months or so, but first we have to play the season. Yeah, yeah, you you, you absolutely got that right. And, you know, wrapping up group two, we had D'Angelo Henderson, the FCS quarterback out of Coastal Carolina, the all-time uh, leading rusher in Coastal Carolina history a couple years ago, they had a, a running back in Lorenzo Taliaferro uh, get drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he, he took the Juco route, though. So here's the all-time rusher in Coastal Carolina history. Really good receiver out of the backfield, but, uh, you know, he, he's going to he's gonna have to step it up this season with the loss of uh, quarterback Alex Ross. Uh, that, that's a big hit to that offense. And uh, right now mm-hmm. they, they have a, a four-way quarterback battle. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out regardless uh, D'Angelo Henderson is going to have to step up big time uh, in his senior season. Really interesting. I'm really interested to seeing how that all works out with him. Um, now moving on to Group Three, uh, we got another Wisconsin running back, Dare Ogunbowale, uh, again out of Wisconsin. Anthony Wales, Western Kentucky. Terrell Newby, N- Nebraska. Akil Lynch, Penn State. Alex Ross. Oklahoma, Ashton Shumpert, Mississippi State, Marcus Cox, Appalachian State, Tara Cohen of North Carolina A&T, Matt Breda, Georgia Southern, and uh, Brandon Radcliffe of Louisville. Um, Joe, we'll kick it back to you. Uh, is there a sleeper on this list that, that you're really looking forward to seeing uh, how he, how he uh, finishes his senior season? Uh, yeah, the Radcliffe kid at the very end. I think Louisville obviously going to have a big season. I think they're returning ten starters on offense, and obviously the the, the offense it's like featured around Lamar Jackson the way Petrino wants to run this uh, read option kind of style. But Radcliffe's going to be a big part of that. Uh, Nineteen rushing touchdowns the last two seasons. He could have another double digit uh, season, kind of like a little bit of a Trey Mason, Justin Forsett to his game. Uh, a lot of wiggle, but another incomplete project. Just like Rick said, we got a, a lot of games yet to play, and I think Radcliffe he needs those games. But I'm firmly a big believer in the Cardinals this season, and uh, he's going to be a benefactor of that. So uh, as far as a guy down on the list that's going to make some hay, could uh, end up much higher, uh, it would be Brandon Radcliffe for me. But Dario Gambale also liked it. Man, maybe a, a, a little bit of Joe Adai to his game. He's got soccer in his background, played a little DB. He's shifted to running back. He's got a lot of do-whatever-it-takes to him, which uh, will appeal to to a great many coaches. So that's why I think uh, I moved him up on the list. You know, when Clement missed all that time, he, he's he's the one that really picked up a lot of the work and uh, did a good job. 
And, Rick, what, what about you? I mean, uh, who, who's the guy on this Group 3 list that, that you could see having a big year and see his uh, stock rise as the season goes on? Well, it's like McDonald's up in here with Joe dropping all those nuggets on us. But, uh, you know, the one guy <laughs> for me that stands out is uh, Matt Breida from Georgia Southern. I mean, if you talk to uh, people in the scouting community and, and talent evaluators, uh, this seems to be a kid that is brought up often. And, you know, we don't have his official measurements just yet, but, you know, he's listed at about 5'10", 190. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that's one of the great things about these uh, college all-star games is that you do get uh, to put a, a height and weight and, and arm length and hand size on these kids and, and see. But, I mean, when you take a look at his production and, and running ability, over 3,000 yards on the ground over the past two seasons, 35 touchdowns, and really, I mean, 8.3 yards per carry for his career. I mean, you're talking about a guy who basically – Dan near earns a first down every time he carries the ball is, is almost a first down. So uh, incredible production. Uh, like I said, you know, 374 carries the past two years, 8.3 yards per carry. So that's a guy that you want to definitely circle back to, make sure you do your due diligence on. And, uh, you know, any, any teams in, in that Georgia area are, are definitely going to be making a trip or, or sending their area scouts to that Georgia Southern campus because this seems to be a kid that that is heavily on the NFL draft radar. Yeah, without a doubt, out of Georgia Southern, uh, again, uh, and they've had quite a few running backs come out uh, as of late as well, and it looks like uh, Breida is the next to come out. And uh, looking at Group 3, I mean, seeing Tara Cohen of North Carolina A&T, that that absolutely makes my day. I think – he really broke out onto the steam this past season uh, in the uh, first-ever Air Force uh, Reserve Celebration Bowl game. Um, it, it was against Alcorn State. Uh, of course, played on national TV. I mean, I think the world kind of seen he's kind of like a human pinball. Very fast, very shifty, uh, but but very small. I mean, uh, you know, the, the school website has him measured at, at, I think it's a 5'6", 178. Uh, so that's obviously a, a little bit of a problem. But, but again, very fast, very shifty. Um, North Carolina A&T's running backs coach um, says that uh, he's clocked Cohen at a, a 4.35 in the 40-yard dash. So we'll see if that uh, certainly uh, stands up come his pro day, come uh, the, the NFL combine. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably one of the first things you think of when you uh, watch him. Of course, the size has a lot to do with that, but the skill as well. Um, so he, he's certainly a guy to look out for. And, again, one of those guys I really like on that group three um, list of the uh, of the running backs on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. And we can't talk about the tailbacks with, uh, without uh, at least touching on the fullbacks. Yes, it's still a position, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here are some of the fullbacks that we have listed. We have Freddie Stevenson of Florida State, Sam Rogers, Virginia Tech, Bobby Wolford, Boston College, Jared Gibson, Nevada, and Dakota Bell of Alabama. And uh, that, that, of course, are the fullbacks uh, listed on the College Ground Showcase watch list. Um, and, and with that said, we're, we're going to wrap up today's show. A- any final thoughts from either of you too, Joe? Uh, well, I just one love, a little fullback love, nothing wrong with it. Bobby Wolford, Boston College, a converted linebacker, uh, just team first, try hard, solid receiver. 
I think he's got a chance at the next level because you know he can play special teams. You know he loves the bang. So if you're out there listening, Mr. Walford, a little, little BC love. <laughs> and what about you, Rick? Yeah. Any, any final words? Any final thoughts? No, I'm with it. I love those uh, linebacker conversion over the fullback uh, type of players. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, we'll be adding uh, onto this list. We'll probably expand uh, right before the season kicks off. We're, you know, finding out some guys getting a ton of great feedback from from, uh, people in the industry. So we'll definitely be expanding and elaborating upon this initial list. But I think uh, 418 initial prospects on this list and and looking forward to uh, steamrolling through these shows during the summer. And and I guess uh, I got to go back and and start doing some more homework on the uh, wide receivers and get caught up to speed. I think uh, we have a boatload of them on the watch list that we'll be covering next week. And again, that's a wrap for the CGS watch list running back show. You can click subscribe and stay tuned for our wide receiver show that Rich just mentioned coming up next week. Don't forget to log on to cgsallstar.com for the entire CGS watch list. Uh, we will be accepting player nominees all season long. I mean, it, it's very easy to do. Again, cgsallstar.com. Of course, nucgold.com is your home for NFL draft and high school recruiting insider news. Established in 2002, NFL Draft Bible has been bringing you the names that you need to know first since 2002. Follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, at CGS All Star. You can follow me at Chris Shanafell, and you can follow Joe at Joe W. Everett. And uh, with that said, that'll wrap up today's show. Be sure to tune into the Wide Receiver Show next week.